Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined podcast. Today's guest is unique in Congress and in dairy because he's part of both. Representative David Valadeo, representing California's 21st Congressional District, has spent his life in agriculture on a family farm that now consists of two dairies and more than 1,000 acres of farmland in Kings and Western Tulare County. He's had leadership roles within the California Milk Advisory Board and the Western States Dairy Trade Association and served as Regional Leadership Council Chairman for Lando Lakes. He was first elected to Congress in 2012 and returned to Congress this year. In the House, he's been a leader in agriculture and water policy tailored to the concerns of California's Central Valley. He's also been active on military issues. Welcome, Congressman Valadeo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I want to talk a little bit about um, your time in Congress and, and the role that you've carved out for yourselves here, both as a member of Congress and as a dairy farmer. One of your distinct qualities in your congressional career seems to be an orientation toward bipartisanship. So, um, yes, that for me has always been a priority, working across the aisle. Um, I mean, my background as a farmer, um, as a business person, the understanding that you have to work with people. It, it, there's times that you disagree. Every time a salesman shows up on your property, they might be trying to sell you a product you might not like that day, but the following day, they're going to have something you might like. And so to just cut off uh, communication with someone because you disagree with them one day doesn't mean you cut off uh, communication forever. Uh, I do believe in Congress for you to legislate good policy. Uh, you have to have everyone at the table and be able to have a conversation about the topic. It forces you, one, to understand the issue, but two, to hear it from both sides and try to represent our areas as best as we possibly can. I represent the largest dairy district in the nation, but making sure that we have the input from people who represent different types of areas will also help you understand the issue to help you craft better legislation. What are some of the biggest immediate concerns to farmers in your district? So there's a few different ones. Uh, for dairy farmers specifically, input costs are, are huge. Feed prices have gone through the roof. Uh, truckloads of, of feed that are coming in. Every time I talk to a farmer, they talk about the price of every truckload. So that's been a huge concern for them. Uh, as far as water, water is one that also is a massive issue for us. And then the one that I've been getting the most calls from, which I've never gotten this many phone calls on, is, is the labor shortage. Uh, farmers who are doing the job of two to three to four people that because they're, they're just not able to find labor. So we've got three real big problems in the state of California, and I assume the majority of this uh, country is dealing with the same type of issues. You played an important role in passing the Farm Workforce Modernization Act in March. What do you see as the outlook for enacting ag labor legislation this year? So we're already hearing from senators uh, in the in the Senate who are actually starting to have those conversations. Right when we passed legislation, obviously what was going on the border was playing a major role in uh, the political climate here in Washington, D.C. Uh, but I think there's enough uh, farmers speaking up and being very clear that they are in desperate need that the pressure is starting to build and senators are starting to, to have those conversations. I hope to see some progress soon. And uh, I know that they don't love the piece of legislation. There's obviously components that we could always point to and say, well, there's a problem here, but we need to focus on uh, on solving a problem, finding the, the issues they have with it, but at the end of the day, solving the problem. So hopefully they, they continue with the dialogue I hear they're starting. One issue that hasn't been on the front burner yet this year, but is becoming more prominent is government funding. You're on the Appropriations Committee. What's your perspective on funding concerns for this year, and what are your priorities for the annual agriculture spending bill? Obviously, the concern is, is that we're $28 trillion in debt, and uh, and obviously the amount of debt for the country is of huge concern. Uh, these past few years, especially during the pandemic, uh, spending has gone up quite a bit. But 
through the approach process, we obviously have a lot of responsibilities to make sure that uh, certain programs are funded uh, because they have they play a vital role in many people's lives, uh, not just agriculture. But uh, my committees that I serve on, my subcommittees, the USDA, FDA, so uh, U.S. Department of Food and Ag and Food and Drug Administration, uh, is one subcommittee in the Military Construction Veterans Affairs. I mean, two vital uh, committees for our country, uh, making sure that the resources are there for uh, our farmers, for keeping our country safe. Um, but we also have other pro- uh, important priorities for, for the country that we have to focus on. So hopefully we get moving quickly on uh, on appropriations. You recently helped lead a bipartisan group of House members in urging the U.S. Trade Representative to take additional enforcement action, holding Canada accountable to their dairy commitments under the USMCA. Looks like USTR is moving forward. What do you hope happens? Well, I hope that we're uh, that we hold countries responsible and, and uh, for their commitments, uh, making sure. And, and that's one of the things that we struggle with in agriculture in general, but dairy specifically. We need to have fair uh, trade deals that treat us in a way that we could actually be profitable on a national stage. It is something that uh, we have to follow through. And for years, uh, the dairy industry has struggled uh, across the world. Uh, with trade policies and actually having the avenue to be able to push back and actually defend ourselves is something I'm excited about. And I'm hopeful that uh, in this one, we can level the playing field and put uh, dairy on a fair platform with everyone else. Now, you talked a little bit about some of the challenges that dairy faces. One of the largest, one of the biggest challenges agriculture faces in Washington sometimes is simply being understood. Um, it's an increasingly urban society. You're going to have another round of redistricting, which will mean fewer rural seats. How do you use your experience as a dairy farmer to inform your colleagues on important issues for dairy and ag, given that so few have experience with agriculture and none have the same experience level you have with dairy? So I try not to be an, the annoying guy that uh, brings up my past all the time, but I do like to bring in uh, a lot of different stories. And sometimes it's things as simple as pictures and videos of things that uh, I've done on the dairy. Uh, one that I, I've always enjoyed bringing up and people get a kick out of, especially when you're talking energy policy, for example, is digesters. And uh, my family's farm uh, just got our digester up and going and, uh, and, and working. And so I love showing people the video of my son and I on top or the picture of my son and I on top of the digester and other videos of me actually walking across the top. And uh, it's always amazing because then people start to ask more questions about what we do, how we do it. Uh, sometimes it's pictures of us chopping silage or, or different things. And, and people do get an interest in it because they actually get to see it. And I've actually had members of Congress come out to, to the farm uh, and take tours and, uh, and even members of committee staff and, uh, and my own personal office staff have all been out to the farm. Some have actually milked cows even. So, Congressman, you, of course, have a longtime relationship with the dairy community through your own leadership positions. I know you recently spoke with the NMPF Young Cooperators Group, uh, people who are going down some similar paths to where were you to where you were just a few years ago. I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about what you told them about how being a dairy farmer has shaped your time as a congressman. So, yes, I started through a lot of the same programs. I actually had a chance to be here in Washington, D.C. a number of years ago with uh, the young cooperators. And uh, that experience was great because it, ta- it taught me a lot about the process here in Washington. It, it got me involved in politics, got me involved in representing my area. Uh, but farmers have a responsibility to be a, a voice in their communities. And you can be a voice at all different fronts. Obviously, I'm here in Washington, D.C. I spent some time in the state legislature. 
but you've got government at so many different levels that need to have uh, our perspective representative uh, represented and given us the opportunity to have our voices and continue to have the, the conversation about the importance of agriculture, the importance of our communities, the importance of the role we play in keeping our communities fed and safe. Uh, so I talked a little bit about how my background in agriculture, just like theirs, can have a positive impact because we get involved in so many different types of things on our farms that in a lot of ways relate to so many different segments of society. And uh, it's actually a great foundation, I think, for people to get involved. I think it's a great background. And uh, and I really encourage uh, these young kids or young uh, farmers to get involved in their communities and in politics in general. Anything else our listeners should know about your work in Congress, uh, the mood in Washington these days, or the struggle of being a, a farm kid inside the Beltway before we go? So, um, yeah, I mean, my background, my farming background, my, my background on dairy has been helpful. With Congress, we have a pretty amazing uh, system where we have people of all different backgrounds. And so obviously I'm not a doctor. I didn't serve in the military. Uh, I wasn't a school teacher. I'm not a lawyer. A farmer, and we all have our different experiences. And when we have tough issues on the House floor, having access to these other members who have these different backgrounds and expertise is helpful. Um, and asking questions, but and and having those conversations comes back as, as a benefit because these folks come back and ask me questions about things that I'm dealing with, or I've dealt with, or of my own personal background. And so it is really nice to be in that type of position, but. I mean, obviously, in the dairy industry, we do a little of everything. We do, do nutrition, we do health, we do construction, we do manufacturing, uh, we do processing, um, we farm. Uh, all those different things that you do on a farm, you're kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, gives you a little bit of taste of so many different topics uh, across the spectrum of things that we deal with here in Congress. But the environment here in Congress has changed over these past two years. And uh, I was out of Congress for a couple of years. And the situation has got more partisan, it's got more divided, and it's frustrating. Uh, so looking for those opportunities, continue to work across the aisle, building uh, relationships with other members of Congress, even on my own side of the aisle, and getting them to understand our, all our districts are different, all of our backgrounds are different, but we live in one great country with a, a wonderful system that we have to defend and continue to build. And uh, Congress is an opportunity for, for us to do that. Folks at home who are on their farm, they have to deal with government at all different levels, making sure that they're involved in their school boards, their supervisors, uh, their city councils, their state legislatures are all things of importance. And if farmers don't step up and get involved in politics in general at all different levels, uh, we're, we're in trouble because we're uh, just a the population is just too far away from the farm. And we've got to remind them that we produce the food that they eat on a daily basis. And without us, there's no survival. We've been speaking with Congressman David Valadeo. Congressman, thank you so much for your time. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And that's it for today's Dairy Defined podcast. For more of this podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us. 